Howdy. This is the Views from the Shot podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Thursday, March 2nd, 2023, I wish you the happiest of National Old Stuff Days. Shout out to all the papaws and meepaws out there. On today's show, we are recapping another Ohio State basketball victory. At this point, it doesn't get much better than this, does it? With the way that this season has gone, Ohio State has now won two consecutive games. In today's show, of course, we'll give the story of the game in case you missed it or in case you want to relive it. We'll give some takeaways and stats as well as some quotes as well. We'll talk about a dumb fan. And we'll finish off the show with my keys to the game from the Maryland preview podcast show and see how Ohio State did in those keys to the game and see if Ohio State followed my direction or anything like that, which they may or may not have. Hopefully they did. By the way, about 25% of the people who listen to this podcast are not subscribed Wouldn't you like to join the 75% who are subscribed to the podcast? I won't get into the details of why you want to join that elite group, but all I'll say is you probably want to join it. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Thankful for the hundreds of listeners that we get on the daily at this point. It may not be many hundreds, but it is plural hundreds. Go Bucks! Let's get into the game That was Ohio State against Maryland on Wednesday, March 1st. March is here. You can hear the CBS jingle in your head. I hear it in my head. We can be joyful for that, even if Ohio State may not be participating in March Madness this season. Although, there's still a chance they could run the table to close the year, win the Big Ten tournament. But before we get into anything like that, let's just review the game. So, Ohio State. They start this game. They put three seniors out there on senior night in the starting lineup. Sean McNeil, Justice Suing, and Ice Likely are on the floor to start the game for Ohio State. They are joined by Bruce Thornton and Felix Akpara. Ohio State, very early in this game, goes on a 12-0 run. They go up 14-4, forcing Maryland to call a timeout. How did Ohio State go on that run? Well, it was pretty simple. Ohio State forced really, really bad shots by Maryland, and that allowed Ohio State to rebound really well. When you allow bad shots, typically you're going to be in position to grab rebounds. That's exactly what Ohio State did. It's a small margin, but it's of note. Ohio State at that point in the 12-0 run when Maryland called that timeout, Ohio State had gone a 4-1 margin of victory rebounding. Now that may sound small to you, And that's okay. But for me, with my big brain, I thought to myself, so where are we on pace for in this game? And four minutes in, that means that we should multiply by a certain amount of numbers. And and we get to a on pace. Ohio State was on pace to out-rebound 40-10. to Does that mean anything? No. Did it happen? Certainly did not. But it's worth mentioning, I suppose. Now, one of the keys to the game, I said was Ohio State needs to slice and dice. And that simply means get the ball into the paint somehow. You don't need to score in the paint. You can kick it out, move the ball around. That's one way that you can beat Maryland's defense. And on that 12-0 run, eight of those points came off what I would say 
slicing and dicing. Four from Ice Likely and four from Felix Akpara. I will get much more in depth into that. I kept track. You might have been watching the game just for fun, for kicks and giggles, to throw something on. That wasn't me. I was watching every single possession very, very closely, and I will share more about that, as I said, later on in the show. Then, Ohio State, Maryland back on the floor, and just a bizarre, bizarre technical foul, where if I were an Ohio State fan, I would, it wouldn't even be to the point where I would be mad or upset or frustrated. It would really be more so... Like, what What just happened? I, I don't understand at all. That is what I saw with Kevin Willard getting teed up. Sean McNeil makes both free throws at 16-9 at the time of the technical foul. We never really got an explanation. We never heard anything post-game. I'll talk about Kevin Willard post-game. That's something that you want to stick around for as well. But really... It didn't seem like anything happened from the replays or anything like that. The announcers were confused. And you wonder, is that going to give Ohio State a jolt to really go on a run here? Well, it was 16-9, to like I said, at the time of the technical foul. Sean McNeil makes both of his free throws. That makes it 18-9. to And then after that, Bryce kind of gifts a foul. Bryce sends the ball to, to Maryland. He gets too handsy. Um, Maryland still throws the ball away. And then they get it back. They miss an open triple. And then the very next defensive possession, Bryce Sensenbaugh picks up his second foul. Two fouls and two possessions. Not a great start defensively for Bryce Sensenbaugh. But regardless, there's really no run after the technical foul. It didn't really seem to give Ohio State much of a jolt. They continue to keep their lead. And then Maryland starts to rebound a little bit better. And they're able to get themselves back in the game. Buckeyes get a steal on a cross-court pass. Likely hits a layup, Ohio State up 25-15, to and then from there, the Terps go out and they score five unanswered. They get some good looks, Ohio State misses some good looks, 25-20 to is the score with less than five minutes left in the first half, and you're like, uh-oh, Maryland has got a chance to close this half on a run. One big criticism that I would have of Chris Holtman, you all can have your own, I will, for some reason, always have to preface any portion of my speaking about Chris Holtman that... I'm not criticizing him and saying he should be fired. I'm just saying something pretty simply. And that's one criticism that he may have is that maybe his teams don't close out halves well, especially the second half we saw last year losing some leads. Maybe Ohio State and their teams don't close out the half well. So you start to feel a little bit uneasy. Maryland's getting some momentum. You're heading into the final stretch of the first half. Each team knows how important it is to go on a run at the end of the first half. In my opinion, games are won at the end of the first half or the start of the second half. If you go on a run, that's huge momentum swings. We can talk about that sometime in the summer when we're finding other things to talk about. But it's it's a point where you're like, as a Buckeye fan, man, we've played really well so far. Hope to not give this up. But... Ohio State, they respond after that timeout that they call. They score five of the next six points, some pretty offensive sequences. Along with that, they go up 30-21, to and then they go into halftime up 35-29. If you remember the first game, I don't remember the exact score. I looked it up. I think it might have been 35-31. Don't quote me on that. Ohio State was up by four, I'm pretty sure, at the half, and it's, it's a pretty similar lead that Ohio State had, although you could tell Ohio State played a much more clean first half in this one against Maryland than in the first game, but it's still on your mind. I really, really hope second half 
Maryland doesn't go out on a run. At halftime, Sean McNeil was perfect from the field. Ohio State had done a pretty good job of containing Maryland's scorers, which is something that you want to see them do. Of course, they've got one big-time scorer, and that's Jameer Young. I think he had seven points in the first half, which is fine. It's a, it's a fine performance from Ohio State's defense. Nothing all that special, but at least he's not going out there and torching Ohio State at the half. Second half comes around, and Ohio State at that point is starting to slowly peel away from Maryland. They're up 46-33 to with 16 minutes left, but then if there's any plot in this game and then in the second half, it's the foul trouble. Very, very quickly in the in the first half, Bryce Sensabaugh obviously picks up two fouls. You can see him defending a lot more timidly to close out the first half. That kind of led to some points for Maryland. And then in the second half, Maryland able to stay at least somewhat close in that game. Felix Akpara picks up his third foul with just 17-15 left in the second half. Eugene Brown, he gets his fourth foul with 13 minutes left in the second half and ice likely who would eventually foul out on his senior day unfortunately he would get his fourth foul with just under 12 minutes left to play so three Buckeye players very very important on the defensive end all three of those players are all getting into some kind of foul trouble but as you continue through the second half you see Ohio State and this is just a frustrating frustrating game to watch as a Maryland Terrapin fan if you are one, which I doubt we have any fans of the Turtles on this show. If you are, welcome. Sorry about the loss last night. Anyways, you you can just tell how frustrating this game was. Maryland, at, at one point in the second half, they score six of eight points. They get the lead down to nine. I think at some point they even got the lead down to six. And they just continually had chances to get back in the game. You saw some uh, a nice stretch of scoring from Maryland and you think that they've got a shot Ian Martinez was kind of the guy down the stretch who really gave Maryland a legitimate shot to get back in this game but every time Martinez would hit a shot it seemed like Ohio State would follow up with a shot of their own or anytime Ohio State would miss a shot Maryland gets the ball they would miss just very very frustrating and very very refreshing to see on the other side because as Ohio State Buckeye fans you've been used to seeing the exact opposite, where Ohio State finally gets a stop defensively. They need a bucket. It was it was just like the game against Penn State and numerous other games you can recount this season where they had a chance to get back in it and they couldn't. And now in this one, Ohio State was on the flip side of that. And they, even if they missed a shot, they would come up on the defensive end and play well. They played well down the stretch defensively, which really kept Maryland from getting in this game because that's when the offense started to slow down. There's a nice stretch of defense. Bryce Sensenbaugh had a nice block. Felix Akpara, who was really, really good in this one, he had a block as well. And Ohio State, they slowed it down in the second half. That full-court press that Maryland was using really started to bother Ohio State in the second half. But again, I could name 10 examples of Maryland getting a stop, having a chance to inch back, but missing a shot or turning it over. I could name a bunch of different instances in which that happened. So game goes on. Maryland gets it a little bit closer, but Ohio State, again, able to inch away and win the game 73-62 to was the final score. Good teams win. Great teams cover, they say. 
What happens if you win and you cover? That's a question that you don't ask much in Ohio State outcomes this year, but they did do it from the Schottenstein Center on Wednesday night. Some takeaways and some stats. Biggest thing that you'll see, well, no. The thing I was going to say that was the biggest thing, I'll make it the second biggest thing. I think the biggest thing that you saw tonight from Ohio State was the senior leadership. The vets step up for, I'm not going to say the first time all season. I won't be that guy and be super negative. But the three senior starters in this game all played exceptionally well. Start with Ice Likely. Likely went out there today. He had 11 points. He did foul out. He had four assists. He was 4-4 four four from the field. And he was 3-3 three of three from the free throw line. Ice Likely has shot below 50% from the free throw line this season. He goes 3-3. Three of three. That's pretty incredible. By the way, if you didn't see, this is a tweet from Adam Jardy. Ohio State set a record last night in its win over Maryland. They were 20 of 20 from the free throw line. That is the most makes from the free throw line without a miss in a single game in Ohio State men's basketball history. So if you were at the game and you got that Bryce Sensenball poster, which I want so badly, if anyone's got a way that I can get my hands on that, please let me know. I would I wouldn't do anything, but I would do some some minor things, I guess. That's that doesn't sound right. I would I would do some things. I, I I I need to move on. I would just like to have a poster. That's a very cool poster. I wasn't able to make it to the game. Would love to get my hands on one of those. It's a cool poster. Bryce yamming on someone. Very, very nice. Cool thing for senior day as well. Anyways, this really got off the rails. I don't even remember where it was. We we're talking about ice likely. Ohio State made some free throws. Good for them. Anyways, senior leadership. Ice likely steps up today. Chris Holtman said, we mentioned it in the Maryland preview that Chris Holtman wants to see likely get more aggressive on the offensive end and get some more shots up. That's what he did in this one. 4-4 from the field. Really solid game from him. Then you look at Sean McNeil. 10 points. 2-3 of three from deep. He really had a solid game in the first half, especially kind of helping Ohio State get a spark. And then Justice Suing. Now, I will say, I will preface, Suing did miss some shots that you would like to see him make. But regardless, he allowed Nail to meet Coffin with a three-pointer, getting Ohio State up by 15 with three minutes left in the game. He had 13 points in the second half. He didn't miss a three in the game. He also didn't miss a free throw. Went eight of eight from the free throw line. Those three seniors played really, really well tonight. And after the game, talking about quotes, there was clearly a a brotherhood that's been built. Those seniors mentioned they've only played one year together, obviously, but they did mention a a true bond between those three guys from from the entire season now to today where it's obviously been a tough season, but they've built quite the brotherhood there. The other thing I'll say. And I, it's not really a tangent. It is more of my soapbox. And because it's my podcast, I'm allowed to say it. We have had a very frustrating season as Ohio State basketball fans. And I get that. And I understand we expect much more. This season, blatantly, it's been a failure. You can say that. With the amount of talent that they had. And even with all the newcomers, I get that this was going to be a little bit of a transition year. 
to miss the tournament this badly, to be this far under 500, to play this poorly in Big Ten play, it's not acceptable. But what I will say, you look at the emotion on those three players' faces, you look at Justice Suing getting subbed out, you look at Sean McNeil getting subbed out at the end of the game, embracing their head coach. Sport is simply a way for us as fans and friends to bond with strangers. Go to a game, you're high-fiving people you don't know. That's all that sport is. So when you go out there and you get your Twitter fingers out and you're talking about how Justice Suing can't wait for him to leave, can't wait for him to, you know, don't let him back on the bus and, and leave him in whatever Midwest school that that Ohio State recently played or saying negatives about Ice Likely or Sean McNeil or whoever. It's just a game. It's just sport. And what it's really for is for a bond. And those players and those coaches have a serious bond that we probably can't understand unless we played college sports. So can I just ask that you please calm down just slightly when it comes to getting frustrated with these guys? They're obviously doing their best out there. And they couldn't care less about what you have to say in the first place. But... It was emotional to see those guys pulled off the floor for the last time in the Schottenstein Center. And let's just have the perspective that they're doing what they can out there. And it's much more than than just a game. So I'll end it with that. Other key stats in this one. Ohio State out-rebounds Maryland pretty easily in this one. Starters. Justice Suing, 16 points. Felix Akpara, 12 points. Ice Likely, 11 points. Bruce Thornton, 10 points. Sean McNeil, 10 points. Off the bench, Bryce Zenzabal, 12 points. Six players in double-digit scoring. The impression that I had of watching this Ohio State offense against Maryland was this was a team playing unselfishly. They moved the ball so well. Let me Let me find their assist numbers. They had nine. That's not a crazy amount, but... Ohio State moved the ball well. They were unselfish. You could tell that they were locked in. A lot of players, Coach Holtman said, they really looked locked in before this game. It definitely seemed that way. I think you could definitely tell. And that was another encouraging sign here as Ohio State builds some momentum heading into March and to head into the Big Ten Tournament. Some quotes. I don't have much for you. I mentioned one really, really interesting thing, Kevin Willard. Uh, he, he answered about five questions, I believe if I counted correctly. And then he said, I deuces, I'm out of here. And he just left. He answered questions very half-heartedly. The first question he got was, what were your impressions of the game? And he said, I don't have any impressions of the game. I don't know what his issue was. It sounded like apparently there was maybe one Maryland beat writer there. The rest were Ohio State. So he just didn't want to give the Ohio State writers the time of day, whatever. That's fine. I just found that funny that, look, treat people how you want to be treated. Just be a nice guy. Go in there, talk for three or four minutes, and and give some at least some half-hearted answers. I mentioned it was half-hearted. It was probably less than that. He just he was in and he was out. So that was really interesting. The other quote, Chris Holtman said, quote, I just thought they had a look in their eye tonight, end quote. Speaking of the seniors, you could definitely tell. You saw the lays that the seniors had brought by Justice Suing's mom. Really, really cool experience. This is a game that you look back on, and as Ohio State fans, looking back at how tough this season has been, this is a game you look back on, and you look at it kind of fondly. 
we're like, man, that was kind of a fun game to watch. They dominated from start to finish. They played really well. And it was senior day. You've got the nostalgia. You've got the emotions behind it. Or maybe I'm just a, a sappy little boy. Regardless, I thought it was a fun game to watch. And uh, that's that. Moving on. Uh, so I, I don't really know how to get into this. Adam Jardy, great, great, great reporter for the Dispatch covering Ohio State basketball. He tweets at about 8.15 Eastern, that is, so into the game, well into the game. Here's what the tweet read. There's a fan in the Buckeyes parents section yelling something about the NIT and firing Chris Holtman. The parents are complaining to security. Uh, I don't really know what that was about, but time and place, man. Time and place. If you're not a... Uh, well-versed in Ohio State, there's a certain section where Ohio State fans sit, or sorry, Ohio State parents sit, and apparently that fan was there, probably had no idea what was going on. There's a reply tweet that said that was not what started the complaint. The guy is allegedly drunk, allegedly not included in the tweet, yelling bad words at a hurt player laying on the floor and thinking it's funny he was hurt. And, and a little bit more in that tweet, but that's all I'll say there. So, some weird stuff going on. Pretty pretty horrible for those uh, Ohio State parents, players of parents have to go through. Just really weird, really dumb. Just your, your PSA. If you go to a game, be aware of where you are, your surroundings. Don't yell stupid things. You never knew who you're going to be around. Just an interesting tweet I saw from the game. All right. Let's close this show with keys to the game. My first key to this game was slice and dice points. That simply means I define it as this. Get the ball into the painted area. That's it. You may kick it out. You may shoot from inside the paint. You may reset, whatever. But move the ball around. Get the ball into the paint. I know there was a coach, I think in the Big Ten, who mentioned their adjusted offensive efficiency is so much better when they get the ball into the paint first. I am not privy to those stats, so apologies. If you are privy to those stats, send them in, and I'll shout you out on our next show. Would love to see what the advanced metrics would say, but I kept track of this, and I'll also preface by saying... I have no idea how many points Ohio State typically scores when they get the ball into the paint at some point in a possession. So this number really should be meaningless. But it doesn't mean that I didn't pay attention for the entire game and figure out how Ohio State scored. So how many points did Ohio State score from slicing and dicing? Well, in the entire game, they scored 73 points, more than half came from slicing and dicing. My count, 38 points, led by Ice Likely with nine points. I did include free throws, so let that be let that be known as well. Free throws in which they did slice and dice. If it's just a random foul and they get a ball into the paint, but they made free throws, I didn't count that. But that's my total number. Likely had nine, Akpara eight, and then a bunch of players with five, four, two, two, two. Ohio State, I think, did a really good job 
of beating Maryland. And why I thought this was important was because Maryland at times this year defensively has looked slow to adjust to ball movement, especially when you get the ball into the paint. They focus very heavily on that player in the paint, and then you can get a guy leaking to another spot on the floor, backdoor cut, something like that, where you can find someone open. And you saw Justice Suing get a lot of open looks like that tonight. You saw Ice Likely get a lot of looks like that tonight, and Felix Akpara as well get a lot of open looks like that in that game. So I think it's it's worth mentioning. Ohio State, I'll give them the passing grade. I really don't know how I'd be able to pass or fail, so I'll pass them because they won. So great job, Ohio State, on that one. The other thing I said, I just want to see Ohio State play with higher IQ than Maryland. What I saw from Maryland this year is sometimes being out of position defensively, sometimes throwing bad passes, sometimes telegraphing passes, sometimes fouling when they shouldn't foul. Just mental miscues, I would say, is what I've seen from Maryland at times this year. And I wanted to see Ohio State play with a higher IQ than Maryland. Well, a couple examples of this. We saw Maryland intentionally foul Ohio State. I think it was Sensenbaugh who got fouled on a fast break. That led to two free throws. It also led to getting the ball and Bryce Sensenbaugh scoring two more off of that. Check that off the list. Turnover by Maryland in the first half. They throw the ball across the court from one corner to the other. Ohio State easily picks it off. It leads to an easy bucket for Ohio State. All told, Maryland had 10 turnovers. Ohio State had 12. Overall, I don't know. It's a very, very subjective type of stat, if you can even call it that, to track. But all in all, I'd say, hey, nice job, Ohio State, playing with higher IQ in some portions of the game or forcing Maryland into some bad passes, some bad fouls, like we've seen a tendency from them to to do this year. So, cool. We'll pass them. I tell you what. I, I had a very, very long show for the Maryland preview episode. This show, a lot shorter. If you like that, cool. If not, I, I don't know what to tell you. I've got nothing else to talk about today, so I'm not going to keep going. Ohio State has won two games in a row. We can be happy about that. On Saturday, I will be dropping the Michigan State preview episode, and then Monday morning... I will be dropping the Michigan State review episode. And then, most likely on Tuesday, I will come out with the preview for the Big Ten tournament game in which Ohio State will be the 13 seed facing the 12 seed. I believe at this point it could be either Penn State, Nebraska, or Wisconsin. Maybe other teams could be slotted in there as well. Any of those teams I will take. And we'll also talk about, I'm going to put up a poll before that figure out hey what is your expectation what would you say would be a success to end the season how many wins in the big 10 tournament does ohio state need to get in order to in order for you to feel satisfied so we'll talk about that as well in the meantime thank you for joining thank you for being a fan of the ohio state buckeyes and of this show please give me your feedback again please follow if you get the chance to do so i in the meantime will shut up before you shut me off thanks for listening and go bucks